The roller coaster ride continues. The win, the loss, the win, the loss, the win, the loss. Unbelievable. A loss at MetLife. The Ravens did lose to the Giants today, 24-20. to It was super depressing because... The game played out like we discussed. Remember when we talked about the preview? We said it might be a little bit of a slog. It could be a trap game. They might just stick around for a while. And, you know, if you have a high leverage interception and short fields, maybe they can capitalize and we lose. Well, crap, guys. That's like literally what happened. Like, it's so frustrating because, yet again, the Ravens were ahead basically the whole game and lose it at the very last seconds. Yeah, I'm, there's really no other way to describe this game than just uh, deflating. Um, it's another instance this year of a game where the Ravens played a winning first half of football. Um, maybe not as good of a first half as other games this year, but still enough that when we got to halftime, you had to feel pretty decently about the Ravens' chances in this game. Not perfect, of course. A six-point lead isn't terribly much but the Ravens certainly seemed like they had a bigger handle on this game than the Giants did but second half came and as has been the case too often this year there were some miscues some mental errors uh, just some bad sinking of personnel on offense defense good news is it's still early in the season but it's late enough it's crazy. We're already over a third of the way through the season uh, with the end of the Ravens week six. And this is a this is definitely a troubling trend that we're seeing here with this this second half football with the Ravens. Aside from the game against the Patriots, uh, second half has not been a terribly great time for this team this year. Second half, red zone offense, um, situational football. Um yeah, this game was really concerning for me. Um, I didn't watch it live, but I, you know, just went through the whole replay uh, before the pod today, and um, you know, I think like the takeaway for me, man, is just this team lacks focus. Um, this team just like when the game's on the line, they collapse. They really do. Um, and it's I hate to say that because I want that you know obviously calling for them to to win was it like 31-10 or something you know I'm I was hopeful that the Ravens are going to put put it together and uh turn the corner but it's um yeah it's just it's not getting better and and I you know it's I I really question just the the team's resolve to kind of get this you know under control um and, and honestly like I think this is this is one of those things that's kind of been a common thread over the team over the last couple of years. And I think, you know, some people have said, you know, oh, is it the players? You know, they just need to get better. Is it the coaching? You know, being, you know, making sure that they're prepared, uh, you know, for the players in, in certain situations. Um, you know, it, it, it could be both. But I think uh, the fact of the matter is, I, I think they lack focus, they lack resolve, and they really need to get that fixed. Um, if they can even get it fixed, um, like I said, it's, it's been kind of a recurring theme for, you know, the last couple of years of these teams, but, um, yeah, it's just, you know, it's, it's manifesting in a really bad way right now. Um, as you guys said, just, we've yet to string two wins in a row and it seems like, you know, on one hand we could be five and zero or six and zero, uh, but we're three and three and it kind of sucks. It does. And like, luckily it's the NFC, so 
okay, it, it's like the least impactful loss that you can have on your resume, but it's still a loss and it's still painful and we're still giving up ground in the division and in the conference stands and all that. Like it, you still, it's still a loss. It's just like, okay, it's not going to play in the tiebreakers. It's, that's like not the thing we want to be discussing after a game where you lead, you show signs of dominance. Like I, they didn't really show much signs of dominance, but they, they seem like they always had the game under control. And, and, and that's the worst part too is like, they didn't do anything to kill us. We killed ourselves. We gave them short fields. It's the only way they they were able to get down the field. We had to provide them a short field. They would not like have enough string together plays to score any other way. And it's it really stinks too when you call upon your MVP quarterback, the guy that always is, you know, the savior, and he kind of blows it. Like this is probably one of his worst performances we've seen. Uh top to bottom. It wasn't just at the end of the game where he had some horrible miscues, but also at the beginning of the game, he was missing some layup passes. He was, uh, you know, just not executing. He wasn't able to complete. We got down, you know, to the inside that maybe, I don't know if it was the red zone, but, you know, we were driving well effectively and it just putters out, unable to get the touchdown, have to settle for three, you know, settle for three too far. I think he got sacked that one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the first drive, I believe it was. He got sacked, got knocked out of field goal range, like, it's just uh it's just painful man it's just painful to see like when Lamar he was really struggling today and it kind of he was not enough to pull us out you know it was one of his worst games unfortunately i have to agree with that and chris brought it up uh, already red zone offense that's a huge reason the ravens lost today's game you just can't settle for field goals when you're out gaining the opposition as heavily as they were uh, you look at the final tally here in this game the Ravens had 406 yards of total offense to the Giants only having 238 and it's not like the Ravens like got killed into time of possession or the turnover battle either they won the turnover battle uh to oh excuse me excuse me no 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 the Ravens turned the ball over twice the Giants turned it over once I read that wrong (laughs) and the Giants did have a slight edge in time of possession but when you have that many more yards than your opposition and like you're you didn't turn the ball over extensively more than the other team did usually you come out of that game with a win unless you're not scoring touchdowns and that that's you know if you want to boil this game down in a, a one sentence why did the Ravens lose this game it's because they didn't score touchdowns everywhere else they did uh either as well as the Giants or slightly better and the Giants were just slightly more efficient in that in that department, they scored three touchdowns uh, this game. Uh, you look at that. So let's look at this. The Ravens scored two touchdowns, two field goals. That's four scoring dri- drives. Yeah, Giants, three touchdowns, one field goal, four scoring drives. Four scoring drives both teams. One of them scored another touchdown than the other. So the silver lining we can take from this is that the Ravens' three losses this year have been to teams that appear to be good. This year, again, we've talked about the Bills, Super Bowl favorite. Dolphins, if Tua hadn't gotten concussed, that team's probably still on track. Uh, Right now they're floundering a little bit because their quarterback situation is up in the air. And the Giants are 5-1. and We can poke holes in their roster. We can argue that their their play calling is kind of basic. Uh, The offenses and defenses they're running are not as exotic at, well at least the offense um but you know they're here they're here with little star power and 
maybe they are for real. We'll see. Um, so at the end of the year, we might look at these three losses and say, like, okay, sure, the Ravens kind of beat themselves a little bit in those games, but they were going up against really tough top competition. Can't really say that for certain now, but yeah, it, it's certainly things that need to be cleaned up because, sure, even if these are losses to good teams, we're, we expect that this team has Super Bowl ambitions. So you've got to be able to beat these the best teams if you want to do that. So, yeah, I, I, we can get into the specifics of this, but to bring that all together, um, touchdowns, got to score them. And that's something the Ravens were able to do really easily in 2019 and 2020. And uh, not so much uh, this year, at least not from a week to week standpoint. I mean, yeah, they're not they're not really effectively scoring touchdowns. And the thing that's most staggering, if you look at the bar charts on NFL.com, you see the, t- the top one of total yards, which Peter brought up in his uh, last point, And that's pretty staggering. But then you get all the way to the bottom at penalties, 10 penalties for the Ravens, three for the Giants. And guess what? Two of the penalties that they had against them were nothing, nothing burgers, because they converted the third down. Both times they were, uh, you know, oh, let's get him in worse field position. Oh, you know, we'll have a better chance. Like one of them, it was a fourth and one. They could have went for it. So like, fair enough. But you were like, oh, we'll, we'll accept the penalty. We'll give him a longer, um, draw, like, you know, longer thing. Surely we'll be able to stop him. And no, they convert and they continue their drive. And the penalties, man, we just shot ourselves in the foot so many times. In the Lamar interception play, we had... Um, Either gone the first down or were close to it. I can't quite recall the specifics. But then we had the uh, penalty that brought it back. And then we had the disasters. And it was, you know, bad stuff. Interception. Um, And the reason I think the game felt kind of in hand is the first drive, while ending in a disappointing punt, 12 plays, 43 yards. Next drive, 12 plays, 51 yards, and a missed field goal by Tucker. He is mortal. Next drive, this was a good one. This is a Ravens drive. Nine plays, 89 yards, and a touchdown. But then, uh, you know, they, they blow right back with a 14-play, 58-yard drive for a touchdown of their own. So, you know, it was just back and forth, man. Like, we just weren't able to put them away. We had a couple opportunities to do so, to put that last, you know, blow in. And, you know, I honestly thought here, boom, uh, the last drive of the third quarter, 10 plays for 75 yards. I thought Lamar Jackson and Andrews did the thing that they needed to do. I thought that would be enough. And it wasn't, you know, because <laughs> the next play, boom, 14 plays, 75 yards for a touchdown. Like every time you thought you had them, they bounced back with a big drive, big whatever. And then after that, that's when the wheels came off because we threw the interception. They got their go-ahead score. And then we fumbled the ball and it was game over. So it... You know, it came down to just a few high leverage plays. And I think Chris said it really well. Like, this team's lacking the focus to just finish what they started. Um, it's hard to say even why, which is like kind of the hard part. And you could see the frustration during the press conference and the shortness. And, and just, I feel like this team's a little lost right now. And it's disappointing because you look at it, and I still think, I mean, you see enough individual performances in this game to say, like, with the talent level, and these individual performances, like, if you just can clean up these rough edges, this team could still be very good. Like, I, I don't think it's hyperbole or just being a homer saying that. Like, you see some of the pass rush you're getting out of Travis Jones and Matt Abike on the inside, and you're like, okay, this is, this is promising. You know, you have the thought of the outside linebackers maybe coming back. 
the secondary played pretty darn well. I mean, we didn't, we weren't particularly scared of a lot of their options, but all things considered, you know, the defense gave up 238 yards. All right. Like, yeah, they lost some high leverage plays, which not great. We can talk about those. But, like, I, I hate to say it, but the thought, the part of the team that we thought would be okay, the offense, has really been the part letting us down this year. Like, in every game I think we've lost, we've said, if the offense could have only converted, if the offense could have, like, not, uh, you know, had these quick drives and outs and given the other team an opportunity, we would have won. Um, it's, coming out, it's coming back to bite us again. And I don't think it's because of Greg Roman. I don't think the play calls are necessarily that terrible. I think there's some improvement that could be had, but, like, I, it's coming down to individual players, and, and honestly, it's coming down to Lamar. We're going to have a lot of emotions from this game all over the place. I mean, a lot to kind of unpack there. Yeah, I, but you know what? I, you know, just kind of talking about this stuff, I, I think you're right, Alec. There's there's a lot of little things that are just not going very well. Um, execution, coaching-wise, you know, roster-wise. Like, you know, one kind of minor concern I had this game is that really Bateman, with Bateman out for the second week, the wide receiver core is really underutilized this game which you know leads you know leads some people to question like you know oh could you know should we be trying to open up you know Duvernay other players to be able to be more red zone targets or should we be leaning more on the run game uh, based on that or you know what their usage is based based on all this stuff and uh, you know what does that mean for you know the offense as a whole like why does that you know contribute to anything of you know why they're not scoring in the second half and there's a lot of yeah there's a lot of little stuff just not going well for them right now but you know i yeah i I mean i just want to go back to what you said and kind of reiterate what i was saying earlier about this team just not having resolve it's just i i agree with you i think we've seen enough individual performances that this team has talent um you know i know some others are you know maybe arguing in the community that you know we have a lack of talent on this team and that's like the the primary reasoning for our for our issues i I don't think that's it i think you know we can see when the team is focused that they can do some damage i mean they put up 40 points against miami week two um and really you know the only and the only reason why we lost that game was we didn't put more points up basically the offense just stopped and then the defense couldn't hold on this you know in the second half but you know there, are you know just so many points throughout the season alone that you can see individuals stepping up but yeah they're just they like something something's definitely got to change and i, I really wonder what's going to shock this team into focus if anything is going to um you know i think you're right with you know some of the responses we've seen from the players like marlon humphrey after the game that they're really like they thought that they were going to win this they came in here confident and the fact that they did, didn't come out with the win i think really shocked them uh but i wonder if that's really enough um and and if you know if no individual game is going to shock them into focus then what else is there you know I do wonder, and we're looking at this game, um, and we keep bringing up red zone targets and touchdowns. <laughs> we're not in the touchdown drought of the 2000s, but in, in a <laughs> sense, you look at this game and, and you're just like, is it that simple? Is it just that simple that the Ravens just couldn't get it done in the red zone? Because there were a lot of plays in this game where they were close. You had, I, I'm pretty sure all these plays were in the first half. Um, Mark Andrews was, you know, he, he was able to find his way behind the defense but um one of the Giants linebackers was able to just get 
their fingers on Lamar's pass to just change the trajectory to there that to, you know, Andrews was, it broke his focus. It like he had it ready to get on his chest and then it went off his face mask. Um, quick one there by the Giants. Uh, there's another one where the Ravens tried to get the ball to Duvernay in the corner of the end zone. Uh, Giants played it well, made it a, a very difficult angle for Lamar to complete that pass. And he ended up just having to throw it out of the back of the end zone. And, there was another play. I'm, I'm blanking really when this was in the game, but uh, Lamar threw the ball ball deep to to Robinson uh, in the end zone. Um, I, I thought it was an excellent attempt by Robinson. Great play by the defense, and that that play. Maybe if that's Bateman there, he makes that catch. And granted, you know Bateman hasn't had that many opportunities in his career to be put in that one on one situation. So I, I can't say for certain. I would have much rather had Bateman there, of course. Um, as as great as that game in the preseason was for where Demarcus Robinson uh, put on that show against the Scrubs, Commanders, Defenders, he's unfortunately just been a guy this year. But um, yeah, you know, the, and the thing about those plays, maybe it was too predictable, and maybe the Giants saw him coming, but they also played those plays uh, perfectly. So. You know they're getting paid to pl- to play the game too, and we talked about it in the preview. While you can question the talent of this roster, what you can't question is the the job the coaches have done there. And uh, when you're talking about when we're, we're really splitting hairs here with these players at this level, sometimes good coaching is enough. And so, does that mean that the Ravens need to do a, a better job with their play calling and, and scheming in that situation? I don't know, but it's crazy if just one of those plays um okay the the Duvernay play I think was dead in the water but the other two plays uh Robinson that that uh leaping attempt in the end zone or if the the Giants linebackers fingers are just a, a half a second late one of those two is a touchdown and Justin Tucker's Justin Tucker the Ravens escape here with a 30 to 24 win you know <laughs> it's it might just be that simple. It might just be this team needs to get back to, to scoring touchdowns, and if they can figure that out, then everything's okay. That seems pretty simplistic, and it's also easier said than done. I'm sure the Ravens are, are <laughs> aren't just, you know on the plane. It's just like you know what? I just realized we didn't <laughs> think about scoring touchdowns in this game. That's why we lost. You know, <laughs> I don't think that was the case. So, look, I hope it's that simple because if that is. If that's the case, we've seen plenty of instances of a lot of members of, of this offense that are still here are able to have huge games in the touchdown department. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of things you like about this offense this year, but there are definitely some kinks that still need to be worked out to get this consistency uh, in the red zone figured out. Yeah, and, you know, we'll we'll have a chance this week to look at it a little bit deeper. We'll have a chance to see if we can come up with something. But I think at the end of the day, I was talking to Yoshi or I was talking to Yuri about it. And, uh, you know, it, I think it really does come down to execution. And we might've been complaining about this for years, but we need to be better at executing. And that's a shame. And maybe there is a, a coaching issue to be had, or there's some personnel issue with it. But at the end of the day, man, like this team has the talent. They get themselves in pretty darn good positions a lot of times. And it just, it's about getting those last few bits of efficiency out, last few bits of of high leverage plays to be effective, and and things would be much better. 
I think it's important that we take a look at some of the positives of this game. One of them is that Ronnie Stanley had to come in and play left tackle for most of the game. He played 51 out of the 59 snaps on offense at left tackle and looks pretty good because, unfortunately, Morgan Moses got hurt, uh, and it looked like it could be you know a season-ender, very traumatic. And then it, looked, it sounded like he was able to come back, but uh, Harps just decided it was for the best to keep him out, which I, I agree with that decision just because that field is horrible, and I would have no one playing on it if I could. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it met life field. Yeah, it might have saved him. Uh, another kind of negative to talk about is just Dobbins' his knee apparently got tensed up during the game. That's why he only had 16 snaps, uh, unofficial snaps. Thank you, uh, Yoshi. That's why I had it on the brain. I'm looking at his snaps, uh, snap chart he posted. But Kenyon Drake came in for 34% or 34 of the snaps, not 34%, and he looked phenomenal he looked like the Kenyon Drake that teased you in fantasy football for the last couple of years and you're like is he actually gonna run the ball like should I have him on my roster <laughs> he looked pretty darn good now granted half the time they only uh like you know a lot of the yards he got were against uh 10 people <laughs> defenses and he wasn't getting touched but a couple times that they did engage him and decide to tackle him he was actually really physical at the point of the attack he was able to you know break tackles and keep moving forward so he's looking like the best runner we've seen um in some time as far as just like, you know, a guy that's not named J.K. Dobbins, essentially being able to run effectively. And uh, yeah, I mean, he he looked pretty good. He maybe gives you a little bit of hope if, you know, Dobbins' knees takes a, st- a slight step back and um, the hamstring of Hill is still uh, bothering him, that maybe he can take on the load and as he's getting more familiar with his offense, actually, you know, continue to produce at a, a pretty good rate. Yeah, I mean, between the twenty, sure. Um, I mean, <laughs> I think, I mean, that's, I mean, that's where I think it's just the asterisk on the whole thing, right? It's just like he did a great job for for most of the game. I think as soon as we got into the red zone, I think, you know, we tried to pass a lot. Um, you know, I'd be curious to know if you know if Drake could be an option, uh, whether in the short passing game or you know to run the ball um, inside the twenty. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, he might be able to do that. I mean, that's where I think having JK or having Gus back, I think would probably be ideal. Um, that's probably where the coaching staff is, is trying to lean, but, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, he, I thought he had a great game overall and yeah, like you said, Alec, I think he was, he was very physical. He had a great stiff arm on, uh, I think it was Moreau, um, later in the game, I think around the left sideline or something. Um, he was able to get like a 20, you know, 30 yard run, uh, which was excellent. So yeah, like you know the the Ravens really had no trouble running the ball uh, today, but um, yeah, it just kind of comes back to what we talked about earlier. Just it just it, it stalled in the red zone. Um, unfortunately, that's kind of where you know I, I don't like I don't love you know just calling this out and saying like play calling was was the problem here. But I mean that is one thing that I kind of thought of is just you know we didn't do all that much at least in terms of run calls down there, there were a few pass calls. And I, I think, you know, I, I don't know if the, the, the coaching staff doesn't trust any of the running backs to be those sort of goal line backs in those situations. They'd rather put the ball in the hands of Lamar or, or Mark Andrews in those situations or Duvernay for that matter. But, um, you know, whatever it is, just the Ravens are lacking red zone targets right now. Um, aside from Mark Andrews, basically, um, you know, Duvernay, I think, could be that guy, but I think it probably works better when Bateman's on the field to kind of draw some of the coverage away. Um, I just, I feel like the last, like, you know, the last game and, and maybe the game before that, just 
haven't had as much success in the red zone uh, from the just from the passing attack. We, we need to have that other option. So, you know, whether it's Bateman or, you know, uh, there's some rumors I think that the Ravens might make a trade for a wide receiver before the trade deadline. Um, we got to figure that out because uh, there's just not a whole lot of options here. Yeah, and when you're talking about the running backs and, and goal line carries, the unfortunate thing that we look here is that Mike Davis has just been a, a nothing. Um, <laughs> I don't think any of us had high hopes for Mike Davis. I certainly didn't, but I also think we're expecting more than this. As much as Latavius Murray was not, and, and Le'Veon Bell last year were not world beaters or, or anywhere near to their prime selves, both of them could at least carry the ball within the five and get you, you know, yards, short yardage touchdowns. Even Devonta Freeman, all, all three of those of those um, over the hill running backs that we had last year were actually decent red zone options within the ten. And this year, Davis can't even get on the field. <laughs> the The Ravens tried a little bit of him against the Jets and the Dolphins, and he was able to do nothing. And you basically got a wasted roster spot there, unfortunately, with the guy. And it's it's very interesting because I mean, two years ago in Carolina, he was he was a decent guy. He was subbing in for Christian McCaffrey and and serving well. Um, I know he was inefficient last year in Atlanta, but now he's just completely fallen off. And yeah, I mean, Kenyon Drake, he's 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 a good speed back he can catch the ball out of the backfield but yeah like you guys are saying he's not he's not a guy that you want inside the 10 he's not going to give you much there he's never given you much there in his career unless I'm mistaken um but unfortunately Gus is still not playing and they got to take it easy with Dobbins we saw at the end of second half of 2020 Dobbins was an, an excellent um back inside the 10 so you're you're missing that dynamic on your offense that's that's really going to shrink the targets. And also, obviously, you're missing Marquise Brown. He was another red zone threat in this offense. He's in Arizona now. Duvernay has emerged a little bit as one. Although, I, Chris, you know, I hadn't thought about it from that angle, but I do think you bring up a really good good point because what we've seen from Duvernay, when he has been able to get these touchdowns, it's generally been when he's been able to draw a one-on-one matchup. And you're right, with, with Bateman not out there, Duvernay is going to get more attention, and as much as we've loved what we've seen, the, the improvement that we've seen from him this year, he's—I don't think he's—he's he's ready to be a guy who's going to thrive if he's going to get um, one, two defenders on him. And so, yeah, unfortunately, an injury to a top receiver like Bateman, well, projected top receiver, he's still young. That is also going to take away some of the effectiveness of of some of these other guys that are benefiting from not getting primary coverage or secondary coverage, and uh, that that could be the case with Duvernay. He did well against Cincinnati, uh, could have had a deep touchdown, but yeah, today uh, targeted five times, just one catch, and that catch was on a screen. So that was another really disappointing aspect of of the offense today, and. Just one that, that the Ravens can't do anything about. Uh, just got to be patient with Bateman's foot. And hopefully he's able to come back soon and the Ravens are able to get him back in sync in that offense because he he's definitely needed. <laughs> we, this is definitely showing that as good as Mark Andrews is, you need another guy out there who can be a, a guy you can go to in all situations. And 
and as good as Duvernay is right now, I don't think he's that yet. Arguably, maybe Bateman isn't that yet either, but he certainly seems to have a higher ceiling and, and a much better opportunity to become that guy. Yeah, I mean, you just have to have guys who can win those matchups, right? I mean, yeah, it's just Robinson right now, I don't think it's that guy. Um, you know, I don't think anybody else, you know, <laughs> as much as Alec wants Prochet to be that guy, he's just not getting the snaps. I don't think he's ever going to be that guy at this point. But, um, you know, Wallace had some snaps out there as well. And it's just, you know, yeah, he, he's fine in certain matchups, but he's not going to be a guy who can, you know, consistently draw coverage or, you know, consistently beat, you know, uh, one-on-one matchups like that. Um, but going back to Duvernay, though, you know, one one really, um, you know, positive thing, actually, I wanted to kind of take away from this, too. Um, Duvernay is so much better at wide receiver screens than Hollywood Brown was. Um, <laughs> like, I know, you know, we tried to make that a thing last year, and, you know, Hollywood caught a lot of balls. You know, he's, he's a good player. You know, I'm sure, you know, we could use him on this roster. Not to have this argument about whether we should have picked him or Linderbaum. I don't want to have that. But uh, screens were not his forte. Um, he just doesn't really have the explosive quickness and ability to beat tackles, uh, be able to pick up big gains. Duvernay, on the other hand, like, he's got that. Like, that, to me, like, that's his specialty. Is like, you get the ball in his hands and you make him uh, make guys miss in space. That's where he's most effective. Um, you know, you can scheme him open. There are a lot of like mesh concepts that we have where I think, you know, that was one of the throws that Lamar missed uh, where he had pressure in his face. He just threw it up to Duvernay and he wasn't able to come down with it, but he, you know, he dove out for it. Like he was, if Lamar, you know, put it maybe a foot to the right, Duvernay is going to make that catch. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that being said, like that screen, I think Duvernay picked up a first down on, there was actually another really good play. I liked, um, I think it was in the second quarter where, um, I think Charles Davis actually called this out on the uh, broadcast, but we ran almost like a fake screen to Andrews um, to kind of just draw the coverage that way. And then having Drake actually run the ball the other way, uh, which ended up being like at least a 10, 15 yard running play, which is great. It was kind of a great use of a fake screen on, the, on that. Um, so, the, you know, there's, like I said, there, there are elements of this offense that are like really good and really successful in between the twenties. And we just need like, we just can't figure out what's going down in the red zone. And it's so frustrating because the pieces are there. Yeah, Duvernay had that bit of a regression game. You know, had five targets and he only caught one of them. And I'm not really trying to like comment on him. It's just that he had that really remarkable efficiency at the beginning of the year of if he threw the ball his way, he was catching, he was getting yards. And unfortunately he didn't have that today. One last piece I wanted to bring up about the offense before transitioning to defense, and it's not going to be much to say other than the fact, if you didn't notice, Nick Boyle got five snaps on offense today. Five real snaps. I have no idea if he was effective or not. I, I honestly didn't even notice that he played. Uh, <laughs> like I missed that, but uh, I'll have to go have back one and good watch. Block. I, oh, I did notice nice. that he was, it was early, it might have even been on the first drive. I did notice um, they were running to the to the right side. Can't tell if it was Drake or Dobbins who carried. But I did notice that Boyle had had a positive block. Looked like he might have gotten into second level. I don't I don't remember the the play clearly, but I do remember saying, "Oh man, that is Boyle out there before the snap." And <laughs> I was like, "Oh man, he actually looked he looked decent there." And then yeah, yeah but, I agree. I, I the rest of the snaps, I I don't know. I I, I lost track after that. <laughs> but yeah, if I had noticed he was playing, I definitely would have been playing a coast 
uh, keeping a close eye on him. For me, I'm still like kind of watching Stanley every play. I'm just like curious. But honestly, <laughs> I've gotten to the point now I can say like Stanley's getting to the second level. Stanley's doing Stanley things. Like unless like a rewatch exposes something that I missed watching live, like I think Stanley's not our problem. So that's that, which is phenomenal news. Like and he came out healthy of this game. Like let's go. <laughs> Like what? A, what a big win! Like that's a that's a huge one. I did say at the beginning of the of the thing, I don't want to learn anything from this game. I just want to come out healthy. And despite like a few little uh, bruises, it sounds like we're overall pretty healthy from this game. Fingers crossed. And that's that's great news. Just aside from mental health, you know, I think everyone's <laughs> a little broken down. But but uh, but no, yeah. Speaking of tight ends, though, um, you know, you, I, I'll gi- I'll give a shout out to your boy. Well, everyone's boy, uh, not my boy uh, Isaiah Likely, because I think this is probably his first big game of the year. Uh, he had a couple of good catches. was was able to get some separation, and uh, I think he made at least two catches this game. Um, Josh Oliver as well, uh, man, like he's showing <laughs> off some of his hands as yeah. well. Um, he had that one catch, which was, you know, thankfully upheld, and then the other one, which was overturned, probably a better call on that one. But, um, you know getting in position and be able to make plays for Amar. Um, as far as Boyle goes, though, like, I, I don't like I don't think this is a game that probably shows that, oh, yeah, he's going to get more snaps. I think they played four tight ends a lot, and they used them all a lot. So <laughs> it must have been a game plan thing. Chris was so disgusted by that uh, <laughs> Dolphins game we watched. He's just completely blank from his memory that Isaiah likely had four catches for 43 yards in that game. <laughs> oh, I think a lot you got to admit, besides that, that game, though, like he really hasn't been that effective. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just, I just had to sneak that in there. That's fine. <laughs> There's a reason my fantasy team's called Bad Takes Likely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's like pivot to the defense. You know, like we mentioned, only gave up 238 yards this game. Uh, the interior pressure looked kind of decent. Uh, Travis Jones with his first regular season sack. Matabike got a sack and good penetration. Just overall looked like that same guy that we've been heralding all year. Uh, Cleet, or Campbell, rather, had a good one. He got a sack in there. He got some penetration. But even though we were able to sack Daniel Jones four times, uh, it wasn't enough to have this defense you know, carry us to a lead or carry us to a win. Yeah, and... It- Again, if we're going to talk about the offense not scoring touchdowns, I understand that this is a lot more random and a lot harder to do, um, but the defense didn't force turnovers. They There was a fumble recovery at some point. It was at the very end of the sec- half. It was like the last play of the half. Oh, so right. That, you're like, right. Yeah, yeah. So that, like, what bummer, that doesn't right? even count. Doesn't, yeah. yeah. And one thing we can say for this defense, I think overall it is playing better. We'll get to the, to the, fourth, you know, the end of the fourth quarter because that is still a concern, but... They're playing better than they were earlier in the year when they were forcing more turnovers. Uh, but, yeah, you know, it's still something they need to do. And the, the loss of Marcus Williams is is just huge in that department. Obviously, he came out of the gate and was a turnover monster for this team. Uh, also dropped some interceptions as well, so he could have had even more than than what he has right now before he's, he's you know, mending his broken wrist. And they they had a chance at a turnover at the end of this game. Uh, it would have ended the Giants' drive, but you know Marcus Peters gets called for the pass interference bef- before he makes the pick. Um, I'll admit I haven't had a good chance to watch that play when I saw it. The, the one replay I did see of it before getting on this because the second half I had to watch on on game. Uh, what is it called now? NFL yeah, Plus, yeah, which yeah, we can whatever. now watch during NFL live games. I was like, man, you guys were telling me you know, just watch the 
just watched a condensed game, and I was thinking, but they they black that out if there's a live game going on. But no, not anymore. That's oh yeah, good job. Yeah. We can't we don't give them many bones, but that's a that's a yeah. good thing <laughs> they did. <laughs> the one. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I think that was. I don't know. That seemed like a good call. Um, Slayton kind of had his arm kind of behind him, still holding on to Peters, and Peters also had an arm on him. So, like, yeah, I don't yeah. know. It was one of those calls that you're like, well, if that happens to the Ravens, I hope they call it because you yeah. know it's just it's one of those ones you've seen like it by a couple times. Yeah, it's just a consistency thing. But yeah, yeah. I, no, no complaints about the refs today. Yeah, not really. Calls are pretty good. Even yeah, even that Oliver overturn call, like I th- I thought that was fair. I'm glad they upheld the other one. That that definitely yeah. looked a lot better. But um but yeah, going back to uh defensive line though for a second, I just want to rave about that Travis Jones sack though, because dude, man mode. Man mode dude, <laughs> yeah. I'm watching him I'm watching him push back I'm like Travis Jones, hell yeah. Like I'm just looking at that and I'm like, if he is he gonna is he gonna get to the he got to the quarterback? <laughs> what? <laughs> Like yeah. that was very very impressive. He just provides such a push on uh, that pocket up front. I I just I feel like we have to find the combinations that work the best. Um, I'm hoping it's some element of Jones, Matabuke, and then maybe like maybe Campbell on some of those. Um, really, just need consistent edge pressure, and then like that's a recipe for collapsing the pocket. Um, we just haven't found like there are a lot of guys switching in and out, and like, we're still trying to kind of feel that out, but. Um, Whew, man, between him and Matabuke, like they they both had really good games today. Yeah, something was up today. Odafe Owe only got thirty seven snaps. Again, unofficial from Yoshi out of the uh, sixty five. So he didn't play very much this game. Just a little over half. Where before we were seeing him play ninety percent of snaps. Hopefully he's okay and and healthy. But it's a very interesting choice to have him in less this game. And I mean that's one of your premier pass rush options threats that wasn't out there for as much as the game so yeah i hopefully bowser gets back soon you know ojabo soon as well and we can get this show on the road so to speak but it's been uh it's been really challenging in that department the, probably the one part of the defense that's really been lacking you know like we've been discussing this year let's not forget houston as well houston is still oh, yeah. uh on the sideline um and yeah it, honestly the plays Oa was out there for didn't see much, and yep, I I have not had a chance to do a rewatch yet. I just watched the first half live, and like I said, the second half on the the replay. So I haven't had the chance to check in with you know, what I've missed. But I mean, I'm looking. You guys are talking about Matabuke and Travis Jones. You watched the game. You saw they had great games. Uh, Patrick Queen made good plays today. Chuck Clark. Um, yeah, Chuck Clark, great game. I, I don't remember seeing anything from Owe. I, there was one time I saw him try and get interior pressure and, and kind of get blocked. I can't tell you when that was, but it's it's disappointing, especially considering you remember back to the preseason, it, it looked like he had some some new moves. He looked like an improved player, and it just hasn't happened yet this year. And hopefully when as we get more guys healthy and less is on his shoulders, that'll help him get into the uh, a better state of mind uh, or better uh, I shouldn't say better state of mind because I don't know what state of mind he's in but just <laughs> you, you know make the game make it easier for him he doesn't have to do as much as as a second year guy um but I don't know if that's the whole issue <laughs> I'm just I'm just uh, you know hypothesizing here that 
that could help. But I mean, you still the, the defense as a whole. This the passer still did get to Daniel Jones a little bit. You got four sacks. That's decent. Um, would have loved to see more. It's just I, I think just again when we're looking at this defense, the main another big issue. Um, end of the first half, they did well. The Giants didn't get any points, but second half of the fourth quarter, once again for the third week in a row, and you know four times out of the past five games, you could argue a little bit about New England as well. They were lucky to get uh, turnovers to end those drives, but those those drives, if if anyone besides Mac Jones is quarterbacking them, there it could have been a little more precarious. It, this defense is is just having a, a lot of trouble finishing these games and shutting the door on these offenses. And again, we talked about it overall. This was a pretty solid performance by the defense, but you got to finish. (laughs) It's it's great. If if you, if you run a a race and you're, and you're killing it in the first 23 miles of the marathon and then just stop and eat hot dogs for (laughs) the final mile. Well, you know, if two hours pass by, then there goes the, all the good work you did in the first 23. So, um, no easy answers. I, I can I can say without looking at the film, but it, it's again something they got to get, got to get fixed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The word I, is there for it? <laughs> yeah, I I think for me it's you know it's it, it is a shame because you know first and second down I thought for most of the game Ravens looked pretty solid. I mean they would let up, they'd let up like any like you know place or like five D or place, and you know occasionally and you know you end up in like a third and short and like okay I can kind of understand that but there were a lot of plays they ended up in like second and third and long and they just let Daniel Jones convert um yeah despite the four sacks he really wasn't under duress or under pressure I mean he still made some pretty good throws particularly at the end of the game and yeah they just they kept hitting us with those like you know 12 to 15 yard passes move the chains and then kind of repeat and you know some drives they stalled out didn't score or you know scored a field goal and then other drives like at the last one I think before the last touchdown that was scored um you know this one of those plays it's just really easy to it should have been really easy to defend but you end up with Josh Bynes having to make a decision of okay which guy do I cover he picks the wrong one and it's enough of a window for Daniel Jones to be able to make the touchdown pass and yeah just you know it's weird. You know, I was I was hoping that the Ravens would have a solution for this because, yeah, they're, the Giants' offense, to me, is, like, it's just really basic. Um, and I don't think that they got beat by over-pursuing Saquon, but they also, like, didn't clamp down enough to be able to make plays where they could. You know, it's like they just gave up enough to where it was a problem. Yep. I mean, yeah, Saquon only averaged 3.8 yards per carry, nothing too crazy. Uh, no true breakaway runs. Uh, I think the real damning thing, if you look at the stats, is that Daniel Jones had 19 completions on 27 attempts, and Lamar only had 17 on 32. Granted for less yards, but he got two touchdowns and no interceptions. He just played a more efficient game. And things like that really can add up and bite you. So, yeah, I mean, I thought the Ravens defense did exactly what they wanted to do, man. They said Saquon's not going to be the one who beats us, and he, they didn't. The short fields bait them, you know, <laughs> like it, they, I thought they played pretty darn well, all things considered. Like, sure, you want to see that lockdown, but they, you know, they, there were two almost picks in the end zone, you know, like two almost plays that uh, could have changed the whole tide of the game. So it's just, I thought the defense was relatively clutch. 
they just weren't quite clutch enough, and they weren't able to do um, any heroics, right? They didn't, they get any, they didn't force a real turnover, right? The the last that the fumble didn't matter, so they ended up forcing the real turnover. They didn't have any sacks that I can recall that ended a drive. Uh, they didn't have any like nail and coffin sacks. Like it was just like you said, man. Their third downs were like so painful, so so painful, and yeah. One thing I want to watch over the rewatch, and maybe we can like post some commentary over the course of the week, is like the, cor- the slot corner position was quite interesting this game. If we use Yoshi's snap counts as any indication, Stevens, uh, Pepe, and Ardarius all split it up 17, 17, 12, respectively. And they like, I did see them kind of cycling through the game. And I know at one point people were saying that we were picking, they were picking on Pepe, but also at the same time, Pepe had a, like pretty, some pretty good plays. So like, I don't know. I'm not like down on Pepe. It's just like that. Like I'm saying, a slot corner. We'll have to have a rewatch there and and maybe provide some more insight as you know when we do our recap show or rather our preview show for the Browns and something to talk about. Well, yeah, and again, when we're dealing with rookies, I think you look at improvement, and I I, I do understand what you're what you're citing there, and I agree. Um, they were able to get him a little bit, as particularly on that final touchdown drive uh there was at least two plays that he gave up that went for decent chunks of passing yardage but the the gains weren't big big ones like you said there's a lot of dink and dunk so that's improvement um and i i think we're we're hitting it right on the head um no interceptions no turnovers uh and the sacks that they did get like you're saying they weren't drive killers on third down they just weren't able to get to the quarterback and Credit to Daniel Jones and the Giants coaching staff. Um, he's not overwhelming the league at all, but he's certainly an improvement over what was going on with him last year. Uh, he's a lot more careful with the football. He's f- competing plays that are a lot higher percentage plays. He's not trying to play hero ball, just kind of just keeping everything straight in front of him. And in that case, you know, it, it, it can go both ways. That's something that you could, should be able to contain, but... Also, if you're not fundamentally sound and, and stout, uh, then the, it can be a slow bleed. And I kind of feel like that's what the offense was for the the Giants today against the Ravens. Sure, the Ravens it felt like were in control for a while, but the Giants just kept just kept chipping away, and and just they were able to get in that last inch, and and that was it. So, and, and it's just another thing we're adding it on to the the piles of of frustrations about this game. It's just a win that seems so close if a couple things went differently, but yeah, impact defensive plays was a miss was something that was missing from this game for the Ravens. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah. Again, yeah. Um, I don't even think we talked about it, but um, you know, I think there were two penalties on the defense. I think were just like the opposite of, of impact. Um, that one unsportsmanlike conduct on OA was just, you know, that was, yeah, a huge negative play, honestly. Um, I think the Giants would have had to make a decision of whether they go for it on fourth and one. And, and to be honest, like, maybe they might have converted it. Um, but at least they had to, would have had to go for that decision. Maybe the Ravens might have given them a look to burn a timeout or something. Um, but, I mean, that was really unfortunate. I mean, added 15 yards and, and moved them into field goal range. I think they ended up scoring on that drive anyway. So there was that, and... There was another penalty at some point. I can't remember which one that was. Um, but, 
yeah, man, it's just I, I I feel like what you're saying, Peter. You know, the I, the the big thing with the Giants for me is like what uh, what Brian Dable is is kind of brought up with this team is is be able to bring like the just bring bring a swagger, bring a belief, honestly, that like they can actually. You know this this scrappy giant squad that everybody you know loves to hate on because they don't have any talent. He's just actually had them buy into like, hey, we like we do our jobs, we play good football, we can win a lot of games. They're five and one. I mean, like with that roster, it's basically just hand the ball off to Saquon and like Daniel Jones do your Trent Dilfer impression. Like that's it. Like and it's just. That's how, like, that's literally how simple it is. Like, you just have to, like, you have to have everyone to buy in that, like, you can believe that you can do it and then just execute well. And, like, that that's literally the formula. And it's so frustrating knowing the Ravens have so much talent on the other sides of the ball. It's just, but they're not, like, I don't know. They're just, like, they're trying too hard in some plays and they're just shooting themselves in the foot on offense and defense and just, like, it's like guys, we just want you to play like solid football, and on third down, just like get a sack and just get off the field, and then have the offense do their stuff. And when the offense gets on the field, just score a touchdown and then repeat. <laughs> you just gotta stack these plays together, and we just keep stacking the negative plays. Man, it's just, gosh, is this the story of the 2022 Ravens? Oh, I sure hope not, man. That'd be so painful. <laughs> I can't have that. I still have a lot of hope in this team, and. And like I was saying at the top, I don't think that's just like homerism or anything. It it it's easy to get down on this team based on what's going on. And I understand if parts of the fan base are, for sure, because it's things that we've complained about before and it's things that we don't have clear answers to. But I just can't look at the talent we have and say they're not gonna figure this out. I think we have enough veteran leadership. I think we have enough everything in-house already to figure it out am i saying that they shouldn't go and make some moves at the you know trade deadline or even sooner because like you know hope help always helps out sooner but uh no i'm not saying that at all i think that there's absolutely a conversation to be had uh particularly about this this wide receiver thing i I don't think robbie anderson's the answer (laughs) but are you kidding me no we're talking about like we're talking about turning around a culture in this locker room rob he got thrown out robbie anderson is not the guy yeah he had a pretty damning day today too he uh got like you know canceled essentially (laughs) by the the, the coach (laughs) and then it's like the interim coach he just started and he's like get out of here robbie (laughs) no no i mean like i i I, like i understand dj more from a talent perspective but i'm also just like i don't want to touch that panthers locker room with a 10-foot pole like i don't want i don't want anybody from there because that's just gonna that's just gonna take our roster and wear it way down yeah i don't know trade for I don't know, trade for like Godwin or something. I don't know. Some, <laughs> some, <laughs> somebody, somebody, somebody on a somebody on a yeah. winning roster. Why don't we just trade like, for Justin Jefferson? You know, I mean, why haven't we thought no, about no, no, that? No, 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 no. I'm just saying. I'm just, just I, trade, I trade for Godwin. somebody on a winning. Don't get me wrong, but like, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, I didn't know they were selling. <laughs> No, I, 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 get what, hey, I get what hey, you're saying. Hey, they lost. They lost to the Kenny. Who, who filled it? Actually, who did he filled in for Pickett? Because he didn't even finish the game. I didn't even watch this. But Mitch, Tom Mitch Brady, came back. It was the Mitch revenge. Came of Trubisky, back. Trubisky's revenge. <laughs> oh man, I'm just, did we, did I'm we, just uh, saying. Did they lost that to that to Julio team yet in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he's been disparaged a bit. Yeah, it's just. Uh, <laughs> It's all just well. No, his team last year is it still Trubisky's revenge? Trubisky literally had his revenge today. Oh, that's true. I think I think it actually is still that. Yeah. (laughs) Too funny. 
Is there anything else? Or at we least to getting about? back a job. That's not wasn't against the Bears or whatever, but yeah, we're getting off topic. We we, we did a great job. We were very compact this episode, especially we got a lot of we got a lot of stuff to air out, man. We do. It's so much stuff. We do. Um, so let's anything, this one positive. Any, no, hold on. Anything else? Special teams. Um, special teams was not good today. <laughs> not great, but also, but also, man, just like, just goes back to the offense. I just want to complain about the offense, right? <laughs> How do you get a pre-snap penalty to be able to push you back to, to a fifty, you know, fifty-six yard field goal, and then like, you know, don't get off the crossbar and like, help out your kicker, man. Just like <laughs> that was just such. God, that's frustrating me so much. I just, man, sad you just Chris. like don't sad. <laughs> I just like angry. Chris. I know that. I know that. Like, I know the guys should know this, but I'm just like, man, it's just everyone's trying too hard, and they're not like having the big picture. And the big picture is like, you just gotta make things easier. Play complimentary football with the rest of your team. We're just making things more difficult for like the offense is making things more difficult for special teams is making more things difficult for the defense. It's just like everyone's making everybody have a bad time. Just make everybody have a good time, and you're probably going to be closer to a win. That's all I'm saying. I feel like if you guys remember that uh, that Pixar movie, Inside Out, I feel like Chris's little uh, rectangular anger character just popped oh, off yes. right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. More victories? Is that is that the appropriate thing to do here? Positive note? Yeah, I, I think so. Mine goes out to Stanley. Played 51 snaps out of the 59. Looked good, like... On that field, like, you know, great, great news. I think he might be a full go for this home game uh, against the Browns, and I think that could be a big boon, you know, <laughs> like, because good things happen when Stanley's in. Undeniably a great, you know, he's he is playing at a level that is above replacement and is, like, elevating the line. Way to go, Ronnie Stanley. You're back, baby. Um, I, I guess I got to give it to the defensive line. You know, they had had a big day and certainly Saquon wasn't stopped but he was contained uh we talked about the sacks uh the pressures overall that unit played great and Travis Jones and we're him pairing with Matabuke is is going to be excellent going forward we're excited about that the defensive line had did got their job done today and that was really great to see uh, for me, interior offensive line, Zeitler, uh, Linderbaum had great blocks, um, great pulling. Uh, Zeitler in particular, I thought some really good blocks to be able to spring Drake open. I mean, Drake had a good, you know, good individual effort, but um, yeah, I feel like the interior offensive line is doing a lot better um, than the than the attack. I mean, I know Rodney's back, but I think the interior is doing a lot better. So, <laughs> I think yeah, like relative, particularly how they were playing before. Sure, yeah. yeah. Well, that wraps this one up. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, if you need a little bit of a palate cleanser and just like kind of something to bring a smile to your face, I had a wonderful time interviewing Joey Pelone, one of the Ravens photographers, and it'll be live on the YouTube channel at 8 o'clock in the morning on Monday, which is probably the day you're listening to this. So go watch it if you if you want. It's, it's a pretty long one, I'll admit, but we go over the photos uh, around the 38-minute point. I left the chapter marker there, and that's like a good starting point if you just want to like learn about the photos and the stories or you can watch them the first 38 minutes which is a little bit more technical in nature because as a you know amateur photographer myself i was enjoying kind of making this brain but i think it's it's accessible like don't feel like you can't watch it or you shouldn't watch it i think it was a lot of fun it was one of the most fun things i did uh, as part of this podcast so far like I, I really had a lot of fun with it so go check it out 
Uh, we'll be back later in the week with our preview episode for the home game against the Browns. And follow us on Twitter, One Winning Pod. Email us, onewinningpod at gmail.com. Go Ravens. We still believe in you. You can put this back together.